Welcome back, Chit Chat and Chai family and friends. Hello, Ritu and Mala. How are you guys doing? So it's been a really kind of crazy summer, everyone. I know we've uh, we're delayed in this episode. Sorry about that, everyone. How, how have you guys been, been going on? Oh, I agree. It's been very busy. Just social calendar off the charts. So all good. How about you, RC? How are you doing out there? Texas hot, always, you know, 100 degrees continuously. But otherwise, um, summer has been busy, you know, family in and out. Just preparing my mother-in-law's turning 90s this year. So we're having a family get together. So yeah, that's why I guess we're all kind of, you know, enjoying family time. And, you know, just to remind everyone, um, it takes coordination to get the podcast up, though. Um, sometimes we try to do every once a every two weeks but in this case it's been a little longer but i think the worst it's it was worth the wait because we've got a great episode you guys do anything special over the last couple of weeks so i did um i think everyone should have probably heard about the show mobileism it finally came to los angeles and what a fantastic performance and production it was so for those people who watched it you know what i'm talking about and for those who missed it you really missed an awesome awesome production so if it comes next time i'm coming again with you girls yeah well, ritu and me both did not get a chance to see it and then mala and i two weeks before that we did bollywood under the stars in downtown la that was so much fun i it is a, such a great program they put together i remember going to it with you guys yeah first yeah i think since covid um i think what i get impressed the most about is the number of people that come and then the diversity. Mm -hmm. I stayed till the very end. I know we, you left a little bit early, but till yeah. the very end, floor was still packed. And the diverse, it was just like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I know people of all colors, you know, ethnicities. It was, it, it's just one big party and it's nice. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. So, ladies, um, today our episode is about single mothers, single parents. And we have with us today, Pell. So um, we wanted to talk about how, you know, it is difficult to raise a, ch a child on your own, how we need support. You know, there's financial struggles, there's societal pressure. Yeah, that's going to be our guest and topic on today's episode. Thank you so much, Pell, for joining us and sharing with us your journey and experiences. So we'd like to welcome Pell to our episode, and she's going to tell us um, about her journey about being a single mom. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um, welcome to Chit Chat and Chai. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Obviously, I live in Southern California. Prior to that, I lived in Washington State. I am a nurse in um, LA County area. So tell us a little bit about your raising a single child. And I didn't ask for it. Now I can reflect back when emotions are on. You know, your situation is different than when your emotions emotions have settled down and maybe my situation could have been different. And I'll just tell you a little bit of history about myself is that I've lost a child. And so I had a, I had a son that was, um, didn't make it and he was stillborn. So he passed away. And I'm, and I'm sharing this because I don't want people to feel sorry for me. The way I look at it now, it was the best lesson for me. I learned so much from that experience that I think he came into my life to teach me so many things on so many different um, lessons. You know, when I lost him, when he was born and he didn't make it, then I also learned to let go. It was just me and God. The universe made this decision and I have no choice but to accept this decision. And I was like, you know what? This is my journey now. And it really taught me, you know what? To be more understanding 
to be more compassionate, to be more empathetic. Unfortunately, at that time, too, you know, I was married. At that time, my husband, he grieved differently, and it wasn't nobody's fault. A lot of times when you lose a child in a marriage, it does destroy the marriage. And it's nobody's fault. It's just the way it is. And so that's how I ended up back in California. I ended up in a relationship. And so, you know, the situation worked out where we we ended up together. And that was great. I didn't, I wasn't planning on becoming pregnant. You know, it was a pleasant surprise. Four or five years ago, I, I lost a son and now I'm pregnant. I had some, I guess, emotions, leftover emotions. I'm like, I don't want to go through this again. But you know what? My In my heart, I felt like the universe has given me a second chance. You know, this child had to come. And so I just went ahead and moved forward with that decision. Unfortunately, the relationship um, didn't work out. But my daughter was born. And two months after, I ended up moving back in with my parents. And my parents are very humble, you know. And so I moved back in with my daughter. What in the world? What kind of cards am I dealt with? There was I was angry. I was upset. And and now I have to raise this daughter by myself. How am I going to do this? I was a mess. <laughs> this was a complete mess. You know, I again, I prayed a lot. I got into the whole... Um, meditation, nature and Buddhism. And and I realized I had to let go of a lot of anger and raw emotions that I may have had. And I had to let go. And I had to also ask for forgiveness. And I think that, you know, raising my daughter, it was difficult. It wasn't, it's still not a walk in the park. She's going to be 11. However, when they're little, kids don't understand certain situations. Like I was raising her and thank God for my parents. I had my parents and it was a godsend. I remember when she was like four years old and it was Father's Day. You know, I said, I'm going to be there for Father's Day and I'm going to bring my parents to like it was a little luncheon or whatever, her little um, daycare. So we went and I remember, and this just broke my heart, she looked around the room. Why is my dad not here? I I held back my tears. Well, honey, I was like, listen, I'm your mom and dad. You're very lucky I'm your mom and dad. And you have your grandparents here and we're here. You know, I never spoke badly about her dad to her. There was no reason for me. At the end of the day, he is her father and he loves her. And I know that. I made it a conscious choice never to speak ill of her father to my daughter. You can't do that. Because at the end of the day, that is her father. And even though that there was no connection with her for the past eight to nine years, I purposely sent pictures of her to her father. I would send messages whenever you want to see her. You, you have that open door policy. I would always keep that door open. It was for her. It wasn't for me. It's for her. And, and I know, you know, he's not a bad person. He loved her. And he's and now he has a good relationship with her. So I am so glad that I chose that path. A lot of times in these types of relationships, when you're a single parent, you have to think outside the box. You have to think of the child. You cannot bash the other family. You cannot bash the father or the mother. You have to make it work for the child. You could just go back a little bit. Tell us a, a little bit on your background. How were you as a child? Were you always um, strong or quiet? And how was your family? Were they modern, traditional? Well, I can tell you this. My family, like my uncle, was married for 50 years to an American lady. We had a lot of mixed cultures in our family. Growing up like 30, 40 years ago, right, our generation had much of a choice. 
versus this generation have choices growing up more like okay this is who you're gonna marry and this is how it's gonna be like we didn't have like oh would you like to would you it wasn't like right and generations shifted they see grandkids and they're more tolerant now to you know outside marriages if they're not indian they're more tolerant to a lot of things versus when i was growing up it wasn't quite like that and remember my parents came from africa to england in the 50s and 60s so they were left over with that mindset like i couldn't wear shorts for example that was like oh don't don't wear shorts what if somebody sees you and so it was a little bit conservative and i'm the middle child so i was the oldest girl out of my uncles and everybody too so i felt like there was some pressure on me to set the standard traditionally growing up my dad was always the um more authoritative figure at home where the mom was the more passive figure. I, I grew up with that, oh, what is this person going to think if you do this or that? Now I, I don't care anymore. I really don't give a rat's ass what other people think. You don't depend on anyone. You raise your daughter. You didn't walk away from your daughter. You took her on at 100%. And that's my attitude. And even when like other people meet me and they find out I'm single, for example, they want to tell me all their, their marriage problems and things like that. And I tell them, I said, if you think I'm going to sit here and tell you to leave your husband, you're wrong. I'm going to tell you to work it out because it's not a walk in the park on the other side. And I said, you know, if you've been married for to 20, 30 years, you can work it out because you have a lot more to lose unless there is abuse, I say work it out. You have to compromise on a lot of things. As My daughter has taught me that being a single parent, I have to compromise even though I'm not with her father, but I still have had to compromise have, having her having the relationship with her father. I had to compromise. I can't control their reaction. I could only control my reaction. How difficult is it for you if you wanted to now find somebody else in your life? Oh my God. Well, let me tell you, I try. When are you, are you like, hell no, I am not. I'm done with men. <laughs> no, I tried like maybe eight years ago. People are like, oh, use the dating apps and stuff. I tried and that was a hot mess. You know, I, I did. And I dated like here and there, there and here. And I realized people my age are looking for somebody in their 20s. <laughs> you know, it, it, that's, it, that is the nature of the beast I found. And, you know, they just want to have fun or they're out of they're out of relationships and they just want to have fun and that kind of stuff. And then I realized, I said, you know what? My daughter's getting older. And I, I finally came to that conclusion. I was never comfortable being alone. That's probably why I dated so much. But now she's getting older for the past, I think, five years. I'm absolutely perfect of being alone. I'm very comfortable in my own skin now. And I realize why in the hell would I want to be with somebody else that I have to answer to? I have to ask or, you know, maybe seek permission on spending money somewhere or whatnot. I have my freedom and I love it. And another thing is I have to put my daughter first. So right now is my time for her to raise her, get her through junior high, high school and get her into college. If somebody comes along at that time, great. If somebody doesn't, I'm okay too because my priority is her and I'm comfortable being alone. Are you and your daughters still living with your parents? No, I, I bought a home like eight years ago and I bought a home three blocks away from my parents. I actually saved up money, took out money for my retirement and felt good, like it's, it's, it's a home. Right. I did it. Nothing was given to me. I did it with my my own, own hard work. It was a hard road to go down a single path, not an easy path. 
stand up on your own two feet. And that's why I chose to take the harder road. And and so I know that that people have asked me, like, aren't you afraid like people are going to um, like look down on you or they, they have that stigma on you? You know, that's not my problem. That's their problem. It, it wasn't easy. Sleepless nights, many crying nights, many times where I was like, am I going to make it? I've come a long way um, from where I was when she was born. I have to do a lot of self-reflection, keeping my mind straight for her. You're educated. You came from a semi-modern family. You've got the, um, the strong willpower and the confidence. Like other women, how do you think they would survive if you don't have the capability to make it on your own? Or maybe your parents and your family are not as supportive. That's a, that's a great question. And I always thought to myself, if I didn't have my education, what would I do? How would I survive? If I didn't have the support from my parents and they don't have the family support or friends support, it, it, it is difficult how other men or women do it if they didn't have that. You have to be resourceful. There are sources out there. Sometimes I think you have to swallow your pride and take those resources. They are shelters. They are like people may have to go on like food stamps or whatnot. And it's nothing wrong with that. It's there for a reason. There's nothing wrong with that. You do what it takes for your child. You do what it takes to survive for your child. And you have to have a very strong will to do this. And if you do do it, lean on friends, the people that are going to support you. Don't be around people, the naysayers that are going to bring you down. Be with people that are going to lift you up. Do not be afraid to ask for help. Everything is temporary. Nothing is permanent. One thing I found, um, you know, in our community is sometimes we really hope that women will understand us more, especially when we're going through a rough time. But I find that it's women that are the most critical. How did you deal with some of that? Like, um, you know, did you find it difficult to navigate through friendships? I can tell you that there may have been some family members that may have been judgmental too. Sometimes people also, even your friends or whoever, can be threatened the more successful you are. It's easy to rip someone down. But I, I found that the people that do that, they need to kind of look at their relationships. Is it because they're not happy in their relationships and they wish they could be a certain way? They wish maybe they were single. Maybe they're envious. That's where it's stemming from. I was just going to say, I have a couple of single friends and, and what my friends said that they thought was appalling is how many times they got hit on friends' husbands. Now, I'm going to tell you, there is, I didn't realize that so much to be true, but there is just floored at how friendly some of the men are when I go out to certain parties. And I was pleasantly surprised, surprised at how friendly they were. But then I realized, no girl, they're friendly because something else. Again, I was kind of like with this and I realized that. So I'm a little bit more alert. And yeah, they, they think it's an invitation and they think that you're lonely and you just are going to settle. That's not how I roll. I don't even go down that road. Yes, that is very, very true, Mala. Very, very but true. I've experienced that. Was socializing hard for you then? Now they're a lot more open, I feel. No, again, oh yeah, now it's a lot more open. Um, I initially was a little bit embarrassed um, for myself when I was first in this situation. I was very, I was embarrassed to go anywhere. Oh my God, what are people going to think of me? And, and But then I realized, you know what, I didn't do anything wrong, screw it. I got to say, um, you're very, very brave, very courageous woman that decided to give your daughter a chance and raised her so beautifully with the support of your parents. Um, it takes a whole different courageous individual 
be able to do that. So hats off to you. Um, and I, you know, just talking about like raising children as a single parent, I, a lot of the uh, listeners already know my uh, co-hosts, we've discussed it. My daughter is gay and does not anticipate having a partner or being in a serious relationship, but she talks about raising a child in the future as a single parent. And, you know, it would be tough. Um, she wants to take the security of being very financially strong before she takes that road, but adopting a child and being a parent. Um, so, you know, it's, I think now society has come to a point where yes. we can have all different kinds of families. Yes. Not judge. So mm -hmm. Everything happens for a reason. I, I feel like there are no coincidences. Now I will tell you my daughter's father and, and uh, her, you know, the father's side of the family are very supportive of her. My daughter, they're, they're very good to her. I was just going to say my takeaway, I think I'm going to remember that is your honesty about being single, not being easy. Um, and then to just stick to your marriage unless there's like, you know, um, really um, dire reasons. Um, I appreciate that. I think um, we're always learning and we have yeah. to change our mindsets along the way. A big yeah. hug to your beautiful daughter. Thank you. Thank you. That was interesting. Do you remember how it was being a parent? And we've done it to parents in the home with our kids and sometimes even having like grandparent support or whatever. But I would think it would be pretty hard to do it as a single parent, you know, having to make all these decisions by yourself. In my case, I feel like there was, um, I think I had the best of both worlds. My husband was never home in the evenings. So I got to raise the kids my way. There was nobody else to override or undermine my decision, but I had the financial backing from him. So I only had to worry about the children and the discipline and the homework. And, you know, I, it was hard but at least I didn't have to worry about the back end of it. Although I think that would be very difficult to do it alone. So yeah, you know, my husband used to travel quite a bit, um, especially during the time when the kids were younger. And so it would be primarily on me, especially the part of like, you know, trying to fit in all their extracurricular activities and stuff. And I mean, as social as I am now, back then, it was really hard to find any social events or whatever for myself. So there were no like happy hours with the girls. <laughs> it was very- There was no Uber. There was nothing <laughs> like that, you know? Right, right. Yeah. It was still yeah. library. There was no internet, at least. So we had to take them yeah. to the library for projects and get their books and stuff. My biggest fear would have been the financial because I've always been at a stay-home uh, mom with a joint family. Thinking about that, picking yourself up, figuring out how you're going to, you know, bring money home, taking care, how am I going to be by myself and everything. It, it just sounds foreign to me and very scary. But the one thing I will say about that is that in our Indian families, we used to put the emphasis that the man brings home the money. And so therefore the woman does the rest, you know, take the kids. And, but it should actually, even if the man brings the major the money, they should really be involved in the parenting of a child as well. Like, you know, sitting down with them, doing some homework, um, participating in stuff, which I used to find, and this isn't to, you know, say anything bad about my husband, but I would used to find that once he came home, he thought it was, that was it. You know, there was nothing really else that he needed to do because he's bringing in vacation. I think that's the generation of yeah, our yeah. time. Most men did that. I know my husband did the same thing. I don't even think he would know that there was open house or what grade his kids, mm -hmm. uh, what grade his kids. Right, right, right. 
And that I find, you know, not very healthy because then the, I think the children do need both parents involved in their lives. I was just going to say that, that it's so important for, you know, both the kids, boy or a girl, to see their parents because somehow indirectly their future partners are somehow a reflection of what they're looking from their parents, right? Like exactly. we always say a daughter looks up to her dad and somehow her future partner has some character or, you know, a son looks in his partner, you know, m mom's cooking or father's, you know, traits. So there, that's why it's important, I think, to have both parents involved. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and then, you know, I'm just wondering, so our kids grew up in this environment where the mom kind of did everything for the kids and the kids saw that the dad was working and, you know, did whatever he could, but wasn't involved. But yet these same children now, when I see them having children or even just being married, they are so different from their dads. They are in a partnership marriage, which yes. we didn't have. And it's funny, like, how did they learn that when they right. didn't grow up with that? Right. Um, it's cool. It's awesome because that's how it should be. Yeah. No, because I, I think, you know, people tend to, in society, you just, just assume parenting job goes to the mother. Fine. Majority of it, because you carry the child, you're, you have more nurturing um, than the, the dad. But, you know, hey, 50% came from here and 50%. <laughs> create the child it's not just a it's, you know, <laughs> unit <laughs> so you're right the, the, the dad or in in other cases i'm sure there are there are very very hands-on dads and not as much as hands-on moms it needs to be an equal distribution i wish like if i go back i wish my husband and i would have sat down a little bit and talked more about how we could have talked about if the kids are having issues at school or whatever, talk together and figured out, like, let's look at this option or let's do this. Uh, just just things that I think both parents need to talk to each other about and then show a, a united front as, as opposed to two single coming from each end and they're not making sense, you know. And the child gets to pick the, pick the weaker link. Exactly, exactly. And, yeah, and because dad is not involved as much, and he just says, oh, yeah, 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 you can do whatever you want. And yeah. here, here's 50 bucks to do it. And <laughs> no, that's and you, so the mom becomes the bad one. <laughs> yes. Well, which moms are always, you know, in, in bad. Yeah. But going back to Pell's situation, she probably had to deal with all of that on her own. The emotional stuff that the child might be dealing with as well. You know, exactly. not having um, a second parent around. And even just as a parent needing support of another adult, like there are times when it may not be so much about just the child. It may just be that you yourself need some support comforting or whatever and if you're single then that's tough yeah you know I, um, I will say something to that because my husband has had his own small business back then so he would work weekends too so there were many times that i would go to birthday parties the whole family would come and i would be by myself because obviously i didn't want the kids to miss out so i'm still like at that age where i had this like disneyland family picture in my mind and there were times when I would like cry and be like oh you don't understand I'm like the only woman who's there alone with the kids and you're missing out and when um, the kids would participate in that conversation they didn't think it was a problem because all they needed is one stable parent mm -hmm. for me I was missing the second half because it's like what is this life like I'm going as a single woman to all right. this stuff 
without I have a husband but not really a husband yeah, yeah. It, it's really hard because I think only a woman or um, a single parent would understand that feeling yes definitely yeah. yeah and just to put out there that there's this is an episode about single mom I'm sure that there are single dads out there too mm -hmm. so they're working just as hard to raise a child by themselves whatever circumstances but so yeah it's I'm definitely seeing a trend also. My daughter was telling me that, you know, the wife is, I mean, the partner is becoming a doctor in her hospital and the other partner is staying home and taking care. The wife is working and the father is a stay home dad. And, and the trends are changing and those uh, typical stereotypes are breaking. Not yeah, that. right. Definitely. And women are so much stronger than they realize because... Come what may, we survive. We do whatever we need to, you know, especially when it comes to our children. Multitasking yep. is something that originate in any other species other than men will never understand it till today. I will get it. Yeah. Why do you need to multitask? We yeah. just have to. Yeah. 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 I, I just find it really amazing that they can't do that. It's, it's not built into their wiring. <laughs> oh, when I tell, when I tell my husband to multitask, he says, no, he says he, that's when mistakes happen. So you just exactly. do one thing. Exactly. Mala, same thing. <laughs> In the men club, they probably discussed this. What's the one line we can use? Um, not only like uh, financial support or, you know, having to raise the child on her, on their own but you know societal pressure you're alone going to social engagements you know even start to date maybe that's difficult but even amongst us i mean we, we tend to judge i feel no it's 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 very true and it's very sad because uh, it's nobody's real business to know what happened in that mm -hmm. life but they have a right to you know do what they think is best for themselves and their child so um we should rather than judgments about them just support them in the best way possible to to live their life the way they want to and i i hate to think that you know after one bad relationship people are forcing them into another bad relationship or a, a possible bad relationship just because oh you need to have a partner to do this with you and i think yeah we should even just go one step further and ask them what help we can do for them because as a single parent we all know as a single working parent I know how difficult it was to get to daycare on time and you know get that picked up and um, so I can't even imagine like not having some dealing with the child you know I'm sure the mother is going through her emotions and then putting it aside and take it taking care of the child's emotion and the child is also going through emotions yeah. so you know right they need people around to just even maybe listen like we're here for you people need to empathize don't be a judge of something you don't know anything about so half up for all the parents out there managing it by themselves and, and i'm glad in pal's story that the father of her child is actually now involved in her life so that's that's a good thing you know yeah i think in pal's case i i've got to give it to her that she kept that door open she never shut it down and said oh you know no relationship with the other parent because it's very important for that child i do have a funny story to share so um my brother-in-law and my ex-sister-in-law um got divorced and um they are like best of friends so they should have always they were friends then they got married so they're still really good friends they're friends with the new wives and stuff and it was just funny just last week she sent me a text they still wish each other 
happy ex anniversary. Like it would have oh been my. an anniversary. So she's like, even till today, they can laugh about it. And I think that's so cool. I think it's, um, yeah. So I progressive. Think- so progressive. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you've spent like 20 years of your life with each yeah. other, you've had children with each other. It shouldn't always be so bitter and angry. We hope you enjoyed this episode and our next episode is equally important on an equally important subject, financial planning, especially for women to make sure that you have your paperwork in order and you know your financial situation. Um, So please stay tuned for our next episode. I'm looking forward to that one. That's going to be a really good one. Yeah, a very important topic. So we meet again. Remember, life is not short. Life is unpredictable, so always, always strive to stay happy. And add a little spice to your life. And join us again for a little chit-chat and chat.